podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike with the Fin Fans Podcast. Uh, tonight we're going to talk a little bit about last week's Jet game. We'll look forward to the uh, game against the Packers. And we'll discuss a couple of other issues going on within the team. Daniel, what were your thoughts on the Jet game? You go, Daniel. What's up, Fin Fans? Great to have you here with us on a Victory Tuesday. We're coming to you on a Tuesday for a late Tuesday, early Wednesday release. Glad to have you here with us. So we swept the stinking Jets. At least we can say that this season. It was nice to have a win. It was really hard to watch, as a lot of you know, as a lot of you are already aware. Uh, it was kind of a stinker. Couldn't do much on offense. Had I don't a, know about you, but my eyeballs were bleeding. I, it was tough. It my I, I was wrenching my hands, I was curling my toes, I was gritting my teeth, and uh, somehow we found a way to pull it out thanks to that pick six by Jerome Baker. Here's what I can tell you that I enjoyed about that game, and that was the way our defense responded to the last two drubbings that we took at the hands of the Lions and the Texans. We'll get into Rashad Jones, I think, a little bit later, but without him, our defense played phenomenal. We did a really good job at stopping their running game, like I kind of expected that we might be able to. But we also did a really good job against Sam Darnold and those receivers. I didn't expect to see Robbie Anderson back. I didn't expect to see Quincy Anunwa back. And we held those guys in check pretty much all afternoon. Overall, it was a great way to spend my Sunday watching the Dolphins beat the Jets. But I have some, I have some troubles with what I've seen on the offense side of the ball. And we're definitely going to have to write the ship on that because we are going to Green Bay this week. Jim, was you as excited to see our defense play the way they did as I was? Well, sure. I was excited, really, that they could stop the Jets most any given play, you know, down. But, I mean, I'm not really sure that it was our defense stepping up in some miraculous fashion or the Jets really struggling on offense kind of the same way we are. And I don't, I don't mean to be the negative Nancy here, but you know, we didn't face, uh, you know, the Patriots or anything on Sunday. So, uh, you know, you have to take some of this with a grain of salt. Um, Darnold made a lot of mistakes and you know, that's kind of what pressured rookies do. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we did, we did stick in our gaps a lot better in this yeah. game, you know, that we held the Jets to three, uh, excuse me, two field goals, and mm. they only got 15 first downs, I think. So, you know, we obviously got done what we needed to get done against them. Uh, and it was awesome to see, you know, our rookie linebacker make a pick six and get to do a celebration dance. You know, that will, <laughs> that will, uh, you know, that heel click was a classic. That had to be the highlight of the weekend for me. But, I mean, that, you got a rookie linebacker that you have to hope is part of our future. And a play like that can, can really, you know, put that chip on his shoulder and get him going for the rest of the season and on. So, you know, it was great to see a good defensive effort. Uh, I really don't know what to say about our offense. 
with our offensive line in the condition it's in, it's uh, it's kind of crazy that uh, you know Osweiler didn't turn the ball over four or five times. Mm-hmm. So credit Osweiler there. He didn't have a great game, but he he didn't make game changing mistakes, and that's pivotal, you know. So. Yeah. He gave us a chance to win the game. Yeah. yeah, he didn't. He didn't give it away like uh, we've seen in the past by uh, other quarterbacks. But uh, I mean, you know, I mean, this was just painful to watch on offense. I mean, I, I granted our our offensive line is is got three fill-ins in the middle, and and now uh, James and Tunzel are dinged up and hobbled, and and we had Stirrup and Young in there, and. Uh, I, I mean, it's a it's a mash unit. So yeah, both those tackles are questionable for Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I thought. I was trying to find some more info about them today, but everything's kind of hush hush, really. We I don't won't have any word on them until tomorrow when the yeah. team's first injury report comes out. Yeah, but that that uh, I think you know we just I just said that the Jets only got 15 first downs. We had a total of seven first downs. And only one passing first down, so that's got to be some sort of record for our our one of our worst offensive outputs. Yeah, it was brutal to watch on the offensive side of the ball. I I didn't see much that I liked out of Brock. Honestly, I mean, he didn't turn the ball over and take away our chance to win, which is the best thing that I could probably say about his performance on Sunday. You touched on a lot of the key things that I that I would have also touched on. The offensive line woes, the guys getting banged up on those outsides. Those are our two linchpins. You know, as as inconsistent as Juwan James is, we need him out there. And Laramie Tunzel is the guy that we've talked about coming into his own finally and proving that first-round pick was worth it on him. And then you also talked about the guys filling their gaps on the defensive side of the ball. It was really good to see them playing disciplined because it allowed the linebackers to make the plays that they needed to make. And if they can continue to do that, and I, I hope that's what Burke has been communicating to them, is that they just need to do their jobs. And once again, I think we'll touch on that a little bit later, but uh, that's that's the key for our defense to be able to stay in games is to do their jobs and and then create turnovers when when the opportunity arises for that. Yeah, turnovers are obviously game changers and you know Darnold was relatively easy to get to make a mistake. Yeah. Um and you know that that was kind of what the trend was in college ball as well, but uh, you know, we'll yet to be seen if Darnold can can turn around or not. Um Mike, what were your thoughts about that Jets game? I just want to know when we're going to field a capable offensive line. Boy, that's all I want to know. Jim and everybody else wants to know that too. Year after year after year, it's the same thing painted differently. You know, it's just the same thing. Two guys go down, and uh, our offense turns to uh, crap. It's frustrating. Very, very frustrating. And and I've been on board with you completely on that offensive line. It's 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 been bad for so long. It's it's hard to even fathom it, really. Literally since two thousand nine. Yeah, I think instead of going with the first and second round draft picks on those guys, like everybody wants to do, we should we should definitely spend some mid round picks on multiple offensive linemen over the next few years get some game changers in the beginning and then spend those mid round picks on offensive linemen we need the help there yeah i mean i look at linemen the same way i look at quarterback yeah. you got to keep drafting them yep every year yep, yep. 
Absolutely, because it's definitely it's beneficial to the team to have multiple guys in there that can compete for the position. Because the more reps they get competing for that position, the harder they push each other, and the more prepared they're going to be to come into the game when somebody else goes. Well, the down. other thing is you build depth that way. Absolutely. And you have to build depth. You can't be bringing in the stirrups and the Sam Youngs and these other guys who really don't belong in the NFL. Yeah, and the Jesse Davises that finally get a chance to step up and, and are super inconsistent. Yeah. Well, he's consistent, just the wrong way. Consistent in it being inconsistent. Uh-huh. He's consistently inconsistent. But, uh, <laughs> we talked about last week how Darnold would throw it to our guys a couple of times, possibly. I was surprised that it was four. It was yeah, really good too. to see us getting those turnovers again because that's what kept us in ball games and helped and, us and win early. Shout out to Walt Akins, guy who barely sees I the field. I loved seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that was that was really good to see. You know, yeah, that well, could have been Murray Smith. Yep. Yeah. True. You know, we we did pressure the quarterback and Darnold held on to it for three, four, five seconds sometimes. So we're going to get sacks. We're going to get pressure, and he's going to run around and and make the errant throw and that's exactly what happened but uh yeah, cam looked great on sunday nine yeah. pressures five hits something like that a couple sacks he looked fantastic it was very good to see that and the jets did not game plan to get the ball out quickly and you know you saw what happened so uh well you know, donald maybe- is the least accurate quarterback at passes 20 field 20 yards down the field and longer and they just allowed him to keep throwing those balls that were not the short stuff, to, to get the ball out of my hand quick stuff. And that's kind of what the Dolphins have done on a regular basis with their quarterbacks. And I don't say that teams should take a, a page out of the Dolphins' playbook, but this would have probably been one of those opportunities. They, they should probably do that with Sam Darnold. That's enough yeah. talking about the Jets, though. Yeah. Is, uh... Yeah. Okay. So... Now we pack up and we travel to Green Bay. What's the weather going to be like up there? It's going to be cold. I live here in central Iowa, and this weekend is going to be in the 30s. And that that weather is just going to travel up a little bit towards Wisconsin. So Green Bay is going to be nice and cold for the Dolphins this weekend. If it's in the 30s, that's tolerable. Yeah, it's not going to be the the minus wind chills like Kansas City last year. Right. Yeah, it's early November yet. It's not going to be super cold yet. I think it will affect some of these young guys, though. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think it will affect them. I don't know. I, I think a lot of them play in the cold in college, so I don't know how much it does. We'll see. The Florida guys, it probably will. You know, the guys that don't go north as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you see the game going? Are you as scared as I am? Jim, are you frightened? Well, you frightened yeah. I'm. I'm struggling to see a bright side to this game and this matchup uh, you know you you look at a team from a matchup standpoint and while i think we'll i'm hoping that we'll make a game of it and make it close at least you know for the first half of the game but when you look at aaron Rodgers and and his receivers it's going to be very difficult for our secondary and linebackers to slow that passing game uh, face it, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to get his yards. And if we're not very careful, he's going to get several touchdown passes. 
So we're going to have to play a, a very sound game, better than we have up to this date. And, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford basically had his way with us. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to scramble out of that pocket and make stuff happen. So it's going to be very difficult for our de defense to slow down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers offense in Lambeau Field. It's, it's going to be a chore. So, uh, not to praise the Patriots because that's something we never want to do. Blah, blah, but I gotta blah. tell you, I gotta tell you something. I was impressed with the way they turned that game around the other night. Um, Green Bay had every reason to think they were going to win that game at one point, and then the Patriots just start making plays like they always do. Uh, for us to win, we're going to have to do the same thing. Uh, we're we're going to have to uh, turn the tide, the momentum, and that's hard up in Green Bay. So uh, that's going to be the challenge for them there. I'm I'm kind of glad that you you brought it up the way you did because I was telling you guys pregame here tonight that I live here in the Midwest and I I'm surrounded by a bunch of people who are Green Bay Packer fans. And the Green Bay Packer fans around here would look at that and they wouldn't say that that was because of Bill Belichick and the Patriots, which we all know that they're good at doing that. The Green Bay Packer fans around here that I talk to that I know on a personal basis are talking about Mike McCarthy and the way that he is running that Packers team. And if there's one thing that I can kind of hope for that this weekend is that what they're saying and that the locker room isn't together and that McCarthy is terrible at play calling and that that team is imploding and falling apart. That's what I'm going to kind of hang my hat on this weekend and hope that continues for Green Bay. Because I do think, Jim, that we have an opportunity to stay close in this game for a while at least. Now, this is Aaron Rodgers, and we all know that everybody, everybody knows that he's one of the greatest quarterbacks probably to ever play the game, and definitely that's playing the game right now. It's going to be really tough for this defense to keep up what they did last week because, as we just talked about, that was the Jets, and this is the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Right. There's so, not more of a contrast between the rookie quarterback and Aaron Rodgers. And Adam Gase <laughs> talked about that in his press conference yesterday. This is a different guy. Aaron Rodgers is a different guy than Sam Darnold. And so we're going to continue to have to play very disciplined ball on the defensive side. We're going to have to continue to do the job that Burke and Gates are asking us to do on the defensive side. And we're just going to have to make some plays when it's, when it's you know, the game is on the line or the drive is on the line because the Green Bay Packers are, I think, top five in, in not allowing turnovers. Rodgers has thrown one interception on the year. Now, we've seen Aaron Jones fumble against the Patriots, but they're not apt to turn over the ball. You know what I mean? So this is going to be a really difficult challenge for us going up to Green Bay this weekend. I think we all agree. Um, it's a tough matchup. Uh, the, the one aspect of it that concerns me is uh, their two defensive tackles versus the middle of our offensive line. Yeah. Yeah, their defensive line is playing really good football right now. Uh-huh. There's there's one guy that really concerns me and that's Clay Matthews. Sure. This this is a linebacker that I mean, he does some damage out there. He you know, he he sacks the quarterback, he intercepts the ball, he stops run plays. Uh the guy makes plays and our offensive line isn't all that good at controlling those to types of players. 
Uh, we had some success against Khalil Mack, but he was he was a bit injured. Um, so you mentioned those DTs against our offensive linemen. And then you throw in Clay Matthews, who's going to be on some stunts and some blitzes. And, you know, we couldn't get a touchdown against the Jets' defense. So going into Lambeau Field and scoring points against the Packers is going to be difficult, to say the least. Uh, I got to hope that that, uh, Brock Osweiler has a sharper game than what he did against the Jets and that uh, Gase has come up with some plays, trick plays, design plays, any plays, just something that works against these Packers because, you know, we could get wrecked in a hurry if we're not careful. Yeah, and to be honest with you, Jim, Clay Matthews is not even the best linebacker on that squad anymore. That's that's a guy named Blake Martinez who, if he was watching the game, he had a high ankle sprain during that game, got carted to the locker room, and then ended up coming back in and finishing the game. It remains to be seen how well that ankle is coming along. If it, it probably got sore after the game was over, and I'm sure he's listed as questionable as of right now. But Blake Martinez flies around the football team and or football field, and that defensive coordinator is not afraid to bring all kinds of exotic looks on the defensive side of the ball. They've got two rookie cornerbacks and Josh Jackson and Jair Alexander who are playing good football. Josh Jackson is an Iowa boy. I know I know how that kid plays football. And Jair Alexander has been all over the field the last two weeks. It looks like Kevin King is going to be out with a knee injury, but that secondary and the way that those linebackers are playing, including Clay Matthews, is definitely something that is going to hinder the Dolphins from being able to score enough points to win this game. That's what I was going to say. How are we going to score? It's going to be really tough. No, you're talking. We don't stand a chance. It's going to be a really tough outing for us to put points on the board. It's going to come down to whether Brock Osweiler can actually put some drives together or not. Because our time of possession is something that we are not, we're not spending enough time on the field as well. That's embarrassing. Yeah, I know. I know all about that. It's something I've been crying about all year. We're bottom, um, bottom third of the league for sure in time of possession. We're not yeah. stringing enough drives together. It's going to be really – I don't see Ryan Tannehill playing this week. I know Gay said he's going to wait till Wednesday, but I don't see him playing again this week. No, I don't think so either. It's going to be really important for us to, to be able to <laughs> – we talk about it all the time. Win on first down. You know, four and five yards on first down will keep this, this game within reach. Okay, Mike, I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. What, what would you do – to try to score points and be successful on offense against this Packer team? Well, I mean, the same thing you want to do against everybody. You want to establish the run. Uh, Now, the problem is exactly what I told you before. Their defensive tackles may present us a problem. So I think they're going to have to go outside a bit more, and that means probably a little bit more of Drake than we've seen recently. I think Drake uh, Drake is the opportunity here in this game on the ground. He has to be the guy. Because we need that speed and elusiveness out on the edges. We just got to have it. Let me just give you this. Uh, 303 of Gore's 438 yards have come after contact. That's 69% of his yardage. Uh, Kenyon, on the other hand, uh, 57% of his yardage has come after contact. So it's a pretty big difference. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Now, Gore ranks 7th, uh, according to them, and uh, Drake ranks 49th. So wow. there's a difference there, and what Gore shows is he's he's reliable. But I think this is a game 
where you need the explosiveness of, of Drake in the lineup, and you're going to have to suffer through those uh, minus two yard runs every once in a while. Yeah, it kind of blows me away because if you remember before the season started, I did that little piece on Drake, and he was he had the highest ratings of yards per carry after yeah. the contact last year, and I think it goes into why he's trying to juke and jive and find a hole instead of hit the hole when he gets the ball this year is because last year our offensive line was the worst at yards per carry before contact, like they was giving him no space at all. And while the space is still limited there, he's got to be more decisive. And I think that has a lot to do with his running style this season. Well, Gore, he approaches it like right now I'm running downhill and I'm going to get some yardage. How many many yards? You know, he might only get a couple yards, but he's running, he's leaning forward. Even if they contact him, he's going to get another two yards after contact. Yeah, it's lovely to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's... so few loss of yardage with with him that it's just phenomenal and you know he gets contact and he's already leaning leaning towards more yardage and he gets another couple uh where drake is too busy going left and right trying to figure out which direction he wants to go so he gets tackled sideways and you know you get no extra yards after contact and that's an issue in drake's head he's gotta he's gotta pull a trigger and make something happen up the field not left and right Here's yeah. the difference between the two backs as far as I'm concerned. Um, Kenyon gets knocked off balance. Gore knocks you off balance. No doubt. He's no doubt horse. at all. He's a horse. Yep. He it's, wants he wants to hit you instead of him, yep. you know, the other guy hitting you. It's been really cool to watch this year. I hope Kenyon can learn from that and, and that's, be more decisive. And that's why I'm surprised that Kenyon hasn't stepped up because he's watching Gore do it play after play after play. I mean, you'd think he'd just get pissed off and put his head down and go at some point, but he just hasn't done that. Yeah, you would. And there's been a couple of times as well that this season that you've seen Kenyon miss a block too. And that happened last week. And I think that yes, had to did. do it had to do with why you've seen Balage out there and why you've seen more of, of yep. uh, Gore than actually Drake. And it's got to change because with the exotic looks that the defense is going to be giving us this week, they're going to be bringing blitzes and, and we're not going to know where they're coming from. So it's going to be very important for those running backs to be able to pick up blocks to help brock in there i think i think drake has got too much in his head and he's overthinking everything and that's why he's dancing around and missing blocks and stuff you know end of last year you know he he was good in pass protection and we thought we had our complete back moving forward and this year it's just uh not there well from what i see gore has much better vision he does i I think it, it is upstairs for, for Drake, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes, he has the playmaker's mentality. He's always looking for the home run, and and that's kind of what the problem is with Rashad this year, too. He's got the playmaker's mentality. He wants to make the big play instead of just be a workhorse, and Drake needs to put on the workman's cap, the blue-collar cap, and he just needs to go to work totally rather than agree. trying to make plays all the time. Totally agree. Get, get your two or three yards and then worry about breaking it open for a, lo- a long run, you know? Yeah. And um, on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers, if that's where you were going to go right now, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, they're a little banged up on the offensive side of the ball, too. They have Geronimo Allison, who was just placed on IR. He's a very solid young wide receiver who they were looking for big things from. And Randall Cobb has been hobbled up 
recently too with a hamstring injury. They're counting on a couple of young receivers in Equinemia St. Brown as well as Marquez Valdez Scantling, a guy who's coming along really nicely as a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going to tell you a guy right now that I'm looking for this week to actually probably tear us up, and that is Jimmy Graham. The last time we played against Jimmy Graham was that Dolphins-Seahawks game week one of last season where Kenny Stills dropped the ball famously. Everybody remembers that, right? So why you got to bring that up? I'm just saying we we had, we held Jimmy Graham to one catch for 11 yards in that game up in Seattle. And I think Jimmy Graham is going to be a focal point for Aaron Rodgers this week. I think that Mike McCarthy knows that people are out to get him. And I see him probably calling a lot better game for, for them this week. Like I said earlier, it's going to be really important for us to be disciplined, but I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to take advantage of enough of our defense to, to uh, exploit them. So you think it's going to look more like uh, two weeks ago than last week, huh? I think the results will be more two weeks ago than last week. Okay. So you don't think they'll play as poorly. I don't think they'll play as poorly. No, I don't. What's your score prediction? Uh, now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. I think <laughs> I think I think you need to go first this time, Mike, because Daniel and I are always picking before you. So let's let's hear what you I like have that. to think. Let's see I what like you that, got, Jimmy. All right. What's the I, man? I, what's the I, man I will, got? I will do that. Let's do it. That's a, I'm not sure yet, and I no, wanted to play no, off I'm of you No, I'm sure. Guys. I just don't want to say it, though. <laughs> <laughs> You've said it every Woo! other week, bud. Come on. Let's hear it. What do you got? 38 to 10, uh, the bad guys. Yeah, yeah. 38. 38's a lot. They're only averaging 24 points a game this year. Yeah, but they wonder. haven't played our defense yet. That's true. That's true. Jim? Well... You, you, just, th- you just about mimicked my score almost identically. <laughs> you <We're>, guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, we are who we are. We've said this many weeks in a row. And and my biggest issue is I understand that Brock had a bad game and, and didn't look very sharp, and that's fine. But the competition's going to go up several notches up there in, in Green Bay. And if we couldn't hardly complete first downs against the Jets. We're going to struggle against Green Bay. Uh, hopefully things get improved and, and obviously we can we can do better than the, the whole six points on offense, but I still don't see a score in a whole lot of points and I've got us at 35 to 13 in favor of the Packers. Yeah, well, I, got, I got Grant running a kickoff or a punt back and that's how, I, that's how we got our touchdown. We have one touchdown again, and not from the offense, from the special teams, huh? While It's ugly, I know. While I understand where that's coming from, I am a Dolphins homer, right? We all know that. I love our guys and believe in our talent on the offensive side of the ball, the playmakers we have. Now, I say that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to pick Miami this week. I think Aaron Rodgers is just too much for us. I think that he does exploit our defense to the tune of 31 points this week. I think that they just have too much. But I think they're only going to beat us by two touchdowns. I think Miami does come up with an offensive score in this game. And I don't know where the other one comes from, but I'm giving us 17 this week. I think that I don't think that we get over that 20-point hump again, not probably until after the bye week. 
but I think that our guys are going to put together a solid performance. I don't think that we turn the ball over this week. I don't think that we get any turnovers this week. It's just going to be kind of ugly on the offensive side of the ball with just a couple of bright spots. So I think that Aaron Rodgers exploits us. I don't think that moving the pieces around is going to be enough for Burke this week like it was against Sam Darnold and the Jets. And I think Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers win at home 31-17. to no, that's fair. I mean, look, it's in the same ballpark. Um, yeah, you gave him a yeah. few more points than I did. But uh, the bottom line is they're going to have to play good football to have a chance to win, just to have a chance to win. Yeah. And uh, I'm not sure they're capable of that on offense right now. I'm just not. I've seen too much of that offensive line for me to think they can they can routinely score points. And against the Packers, you're going to have to. Yeah, and I I thought about you know the fact that I want I want to pick Miami to score more than that, but I can't go with what my heart is telling me to go with because I'm a Dolphins homer. I got to go with what my eyes and, and my head has seen, and I just don't think we have enough. Now I will say that if we turn the ball over and we can't run, it's going to be a lot uglier than 31 to 17 because Brock doesn't have it in him to sit back and throw a deep ball. He can't throw a deep ball to save his life. He can't throw a deep ball to save Tannehill's career. You know what I mean? No, he so, wasn't bad at that in Denver. It's it's kind of funny to see that that disappeared. It's not funny at all. <laughs> there's there's one thing that you know I, if if we can implement some new plays, you know, if Gase wants to get creative, because you know McCarthy and those and they're going to be studying film. They're going to watch our plays and and how we've executed up till now, and they're going to have answers for most of our vanilla plays. Uh, the only way I can see us scoring any points real, realistically is if we throw some some stuff in there that nobody's seen yet. And yeah. Gase isn't overly creative that way. But so you, want, in, you want the strawberry plays. Well, I don't. I don't care what kind of plays. But if I you don't mixed, I want mixed fruit. But if you don't, if you don't throw something new and different, or that that the that the Packers haven't seen. Uh, I I just don't think that we can out-execute the Green Bay Packers, and uh, you know with no, our if you, if you can't, you don't deserve to win. <laughs> well, well, exactly. But you know we've won a few games that we necessarily didn't really deserve to. So uh, I just I just you know it, it, we could score twenty four points, but you know I think the Packers would then score forty one. But it's it's just you know I mean I mean I don't I don't think if we get into a shooting match or you know or a, or a scoring deal with the Packers that we're going to be able to compete and yeah. with our vanilla with our vanilla offense which which is really all we can do with our with our offensive line the way it is but you know I mean we could catch them off guard with a few plays and score a couple touchdowns but uh, you know I'm just not sure Gase is going to get creative or not. We got to keep it close early because if the Packers get out to a 14, 17 point lead and we have to start, we have to throw the ball. That's when Brock's going to make a mistake. That's when that defensive line's going to get to him. And that's when things are going to fall apart. But I, I like you, Jim, so I don't mind agreeing with you. And I think you nailed it when you said we've got to give them some stuff they haven't seen. And the reason I think that is because if you listen to Gase's interview on Monday, he said, the same thing, 
but he wasn't talking about the offense. He said, you know, in the last two games, we gave up a thousand yards and we're not going to stay the same. Exactly. We're going to do things differently. And if he's, if he's paying attention to the offensive side of the ball, we're not scoring enough points and we can't stay the same. So I think that Burke and Gase are going to throw some different things at him on the defensive side. It, by the way, it was awesome seeing Fitzpatrick out on the boundary to start the game. I mean, that yes. was just cool. To see what they're going to be able to do with this guy is amazing. But I also think that they're going to throw some things at the Packers that they haven't seen on the offensive side of the ball. I'd love to see Jakeem Grant in the backfield more. You know, they throw those swing passes to Kenyon Drake all the time out of the backfield. Let's see some of those to Grant. And for goodness sakes, maybe he's not blocking the way you want him to, and maybe he is hurdling guys, but get Kasicki involved in the offense. We drafted him to be a, a game changer. Go who? Gasicki. Gasicki. I ain't seen enough of him to remember his name. Ah, I, we got to see more. We you know, drafted him to be a game changer. Now let him change the games. Every time that Jakeem Grant gets an opportunity, what does he do? He makes me jump out of my chair. He makes a friggin', does that count? He makes a friggin' play every damn time, just about. It's like, I, I can't, I'm just amazed that he's not on the field more than what he is. Because uh, he's, well, he's he always... Pushed, he gets pushed around a little bit. He's not as I, open as you think he is. I will say that he did hurt his shoulder... I think versus Oakland or somewhere early and he's he's a little hobbled but you can still see him when he gets up from getting hit kind of favoring that shoulder a little bit so I don't think he's 100% but we got to get him the ball more damn it end, end around or wide receiver screen to him or uh, yeah. I would love to see and a bunny of mine were talking about this uh, I would love to see more quick slants we do not see quick yeah. slants yeah. and no I don't understand why uh, they must you throw a you throw a quick slant to him. You know he makes one guy miss. He's gone. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. I think the bigger story is here. You said you had a buddy. I do. <laughs> I do. I actually we're buddies. I'm just kidding. We're yeah. buddies. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. But I'll just tell you this. Uh, <laughs> Rashad Jones pissed me off last Sunday. How'd you guys feel about? He pissed it? a lot of people off on Sunday. Yeah. I was I was mortified by that. I mean, this guy has been, you know, him and Cameron Wake are the heart and soul of this Miami Dolphins defense. And yeah, he's supposed to be a leader, damn it. I I just I just can't understand what would create that situation that he would do that to the rest of his teammates. I and the fans. I I just can't. I can't understand it. Uh, you know, I need more information. I mean, I'm assuming he was upset because he saw his playing time was going to be reduced. And I get that. He probably felt he didn't deserve that. And, I, you know, I totally can empathize. But it's, you know, the team before me. And uh, yeah. it's got to be that way. And That's... him being a longtime leader, you would expect him to understand that even if he didn't like it. And he could air his grievances after the game. That's what we're building here. The culture of team first. That's why we got rid of the guys like Landry. You know yep. what I mean? Because we don't want a guy just doing his own damn thing. And and I'll say this. I love Rashad Jones. As a matter of fact, I almost we threw on my, my jersey, my Rashad Jones jersey, as we were recording this podcast. But I tell you what, Rashad, do your job. You know what? And I don't care. Like My intuition tells me that Burke didn't communicate to them enough. That's kind of what I think that I heard between the lines on the on the Gase interview it's on Monday. It's not his job to sit down and baby him, though. I'm not saying it is. What I am saying is that we will never know 
what Rashad was thinking. And it doesn't matter because Rashad, you need to do your job. And it sounds like this week he's going to go in there and he's going to do what he's asked. And and hopefully the coaches put a, put the players in a position to succeed. And when the players do their own thing, we see what happens. That's why Drake is not getting the amount of carries that, that Frank Gore is. That's right. And you don't hear Drake bitching and whining. You don't see him removing himself from the game. And he's a younger guy. I was going to say, he's not the veteran that Jones is. Jones is a, supposed to be a leader. So let's hope he goes back in there this weekend against the Packers, does what he's asked to do, sees that it will help, sees that Burke and Gase know what they're talking about, and dominates. I don't care if he thinks they know what they're talking about or not. His job is to do what he's asked to do, whether he likes it or not. That's how. That's what happens when you're on a team, and I don't care what age group you are. I'm, uh, I'm thinking that what he's seen from the Dolphins' defense on Sunday, even though it was against the Jets, makes him know that these coaches know what they're effing doing. And if he goes in there and does what they're asking him to do instead of freelance around the field – that our, our defense will continue to play better, that his stats will to raise up, and he'll just be the leader that we're asking him to be, that they're asking him to be, for goodness sake. Jim, what are your thoughts? A couple of years ago, they told Cameron Wake that they were going to limit his snaps. And mm-hmm. he said, okay, uh, when I go in there, I'm going to make I'm going to make the best of it, and I'm going to do what we need to do to whatever to, is best for the team was his quote. Yep, I'm sure of it. Whatever whatever helps us win games, that was his yeah. only thought. And now I can understand being upset uh, about getting pulled or getting your snaps reduced or what have you, but you know, and and I could understand it from a Jarvis Landry or a, or a second third year guy or that's JGI or any of them. Yeah, yeah they're all concerned <laughs> about the money, and yeah. when they get pulled and they don't get the activity, guess what's going to happen? They're going to lose money. Well, and we that, know Rashad Jones isn't, isn't concerned about money. He got paid. But yeah, but, paid him. You they're know, always thinking their next contract. You know that. But you know, you got your team. One of your team captains is you know being a little baby about it and i i just can't i i can't justify that at all i don't care if he was upset with burke uh about lack of communication or something but you know you don't you don't quit on the team i mean right. you just don't do it ever yeah i you don't know, care what the he's problem gonna understand it could be something as simple as i like this matchup today better next week he's going to be back in doing what he normally does you know you don't know what burke was thinking and he didn't need to know what burke was thinking that's my point uh, you have a boss and you have an employee. This is what you're told to do. Go do it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. and and you know, sitting in the film room, I mean, I would think they would have to be looking at film where the secondary mm-hmm. broke down and where Jones was out of position, or you know, bit on the run and it was a pass, or or anything where he wasn't effective. And as a as a tenured pro like he is and a Pro Bowl player. He should be able to look at that film and make adjustments to be better for the team, and that just hasn't been happening. So, obviously, you're as a coach, you don't have a lot of options, and you got a guy like Fitzpatrick. Uh, it's a no-brainer to me. So, hopefully, this will be a little bit of a wake-up call, and and Sunday will be Jones's best game of the year. Hopefully, yeah. Let's hope that the uh, that the mainstream thought process is not that oh there are still problems in miami and it's lingering and it's bigger than just the team how they're playing let's hope 
that what Gay said is that we're good and we're moving on and this isn't going to happen again. Let's hope that that's the truth. Because honestly, when Rashad Jones is on top of his game, there's not much better. Okay, you mentioned Gase, Daniel. Uh, what did I you, did. What did you two think about some of the what he said in the interviews and stuff about uh, how, you know, Burke and, and the Rashad Jones thing went down? Well, it sure sounded like he sided with the player a lot more than he did as a defensive coach. That's why I was saying a little bit ago that I think that he – what I was reading between the lines is it had more to do with the communication that Burke was that the way Burke was communicating with Rashad than it was on Rashad. Although you don't quit, you don't, you don't sit out the game, but I think that he may have some issues with the way Burke is handling things right now. And I wouldn't have thought that two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, well, look, that defense gave up, uh, what a thousand yards in two games. So, uh, uh, he has every right to be not happy with Burke. Well, see, and I even after that second game against Houston, I didn't think that the way I thought Burke Gase has Burke's back, and it sounds like Gase has Burke's back. Usually, yes. But then this week, I kind of heard that tune change a little bit, and it was after a victory. You know what I mean? It sounded like he was not happy with the way that that Burke was handling the players and the communication, and they were going to use yesterday to get that right. So let's see what happens this week. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else? Either way, no, I, not for me. Either way, I think they got a lot of stuff to work out this week. Yeah. Let's stop the run and uh, see how we can do against Rogers. Yeah. Run and stop the run, huh? Yep. Yep. Same same old, same old. In the trenches. Yep. Offensive line needs to give up zero sacks. Oh, I don't know if they can do that. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, I, well, if they run the play, run the ball on every play, it, they won't have any yeah. sacks. Well, let's remember Green Bay is really banged up on the defensive side of the ball, and they're the only team that'll be on the field this weekend banged up. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that was a joke. Come on, yeah, that no. was a joke. I got it. <laughs> but yeah, okay, we'll see. I mean, look, they've surprised us before. They uh, have. We did not expect them to beat the Bears. At least I don't think most of us did. And uh, they surprised us. So maybe they'll go into Green Bay and surprise us again. You never know. Yeah, the way Green Bay's playing, it's definitely possible. Oh, yeah, it is possible. Um, How likely it is, I don't know. But it's definitely possible. Man, I'll be. I think that's why they still play the games. That's exactly right. (laughs) Any given Sunday? (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Any given Sunday. That's it. You know, you get a couple of turnovers you didn't expect to get. Boy, Mm -hmm. Boy, wouldn't that make Monday great? It oh, would. boy. Especially here. start talking playoffs again. Especially here in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. One of the things to look for this weekend is to see if Devontae Adams is actually going to be shadowed by X. He did a pretty good job against DeAndre Hopkins when he played he it one on one. So he did. I think that's probably what the defense is going to do this week. So watch out for that. Hey, keep one, your eyes on X. One more thing is what happened to Devontae Parker? Disappeared. Oh. He had a cornerback on him instead of a safety. Ah, okay. I was just curious. He, he was he was playing instead of standing behind somebody who's getting targets. I got. I'm you. hoping. Like, I'm hoping he has ball. a better game this week because he should. Yeah, he's got to. Those he, cornerbacks are playing well for Green Bay. Yeah. All right, guys. I want to thank right. everybody for listening to us this week. That's right. And uh, we'll be back next week, same time, same place, and. Uh, If you like the podcast, please like it, subscribe, and uh, send your buddies a link. Let them like it and subscribe, and uh, enjoy the show. 
comment and let us know what you think if there's ways that we can improve or any questions you have for us let us know uh just remember same fin time same fin channel there you go fins up fins up guys fins up everybody (laughs) 